we have to be able to adapt to over the next 20, 30 years. And I think we get caught up in the, in obviously the emotive argument of stopping fossil fuels now versus a, uh, a transition period, which will be necessary uh, to be precise in order to achieve the goal. So, um, look, you know, uh, from my perspective and from most investors' perspective, I think the change I'm seeing now is that it's not a topic that's going to go away, and it actually mm. now has practical application in terms of investments. Toby, thanks very much indeed. Look forward to talking to you next week. That's Toby Lawson, Head of Global Markets at Societe Generale Australia. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In the markets this morning, in Australia, first of all, the SX200 is up about 0.4%. Over in South Korea, the, the Cosby is down. It's down about 1%. The Nikkei 225 in Japan is up slightly. It's risen about 0.2% shortly after the open. Doesn't look like there's going to be much movement in the shortened session in Hong Kong uh, later on this morning when stocks open here. In the commodities markets, which have taken a real battering recently, Brent crude oil is down at $61.48 uh, a barrel. Gold is trading at $1,562 an ounce, and the yen is strengthening a little bit. It's at 109.6 against the US dollar. Money Talk will return on Wednesday after the Lunar New Year holiday. In the meantime, from all of us on the Money Talk team, Kung Hei Fat Choi, we wish you a very happy, healthy and prosperous year of the rat. I'll be here on Radio 3 on Monday and Tuesday morning from 6 to 10am with two special holiday shows with music, guests and chat. So please do, do join me for them if you can. After the news, back chat's coming up with Hugh Chiverton and Danny Gittings. The weather forecast for today, uh, it's going to be mainly cloudy with fog and a few rain patches in the morning and at night. Sunny intervals uh, during the day. Maximum temperature is going to be about 24 degrees today. And then the outlook is for it to be windy with a few rain patches on Lunar New Year's Day. The temperature right now, 22 degrees, 90% relative humidity. 8.32, Samantha Butler has the half-hour news. Civic Party lawmaker Kwok Ka-ki says measures here to prevent the spread of the Wuhan virus are insufficient. He criticised the government for not deploying enough manpower despite pledging every effort to stem the spread of the disease. He also suggested schools shouldn't resume after the Chinese New Year if more cases are confirmed in Hong Kong. Dr Kwok says passengers arriving at all checkpoints should be required to fill out health declaration forms, not just at the airport and the West Kowloon high-speed rail terminus. We have actually requesting 11 measures to the government. They have promised to do one single is to stop events in the West Kowloon. And they half-heartedly conduct the health declaration form in the Webbit Railway, although we are asking the forms to be conducting all the borders of Hong Kong. And that is, they're actually not doing so. So far, Hong Kong has two confirmed cases. The death toll is at 18, all on the mainland. The World Health Organization meeting in Geneva has again decided not to declare a health emergency over the outbreak. Here's the BBC's Imogen Fawkes. Declaring an international health emergency is the WHO's measure of last resort, used for the most serious disease outbreaks, ones which pose a global risk. The WHO believes the coronavirus outbreak is not yet such a risk, but WHO officials insist they are taking it extremely seriously. They want to know much more about where the virus came from, how easily it spreads and how mild or severe its effects might be. All of these will be analysed carefully in the coming days. 
The U.S. government says it's introducing a rule to tackle birth tourism. The White House said some foreign women had been using visitor visas to secure automatic American citizenship for their children. Here's the BBC's Ali McBool. The rules tell officials in U.S. embassies around the world to deny visas to pregnant women who they believe are travelling to America primarily to give birth here. Under the U.S. Constitution, babies born in the United States automatically get American citizenship, and it's thought several thousand babies born in the U.S. each year have parents who are foreign residents. It's something Donald Trump says he wants to stop, but these rules will only affect women at the point of application. They're not required on any forms to say whether they're pregnant, and visas can be valid for up to 10 years, so the impact may be small. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today, Danny Gittings. Danny, good morning to you. Good morning. We're talking today about the coronavirus. All passengers who travel to Hong Kong via the high-speed rail are going to be required to fill in a health declaration form on arriving at West Carolina starting today, in addition to temperature checks already in place. Previously, only people who fly in from Wuhan needed to fill in the forms. And several major upcoming events, including the Chinese New Year Carnival and the Lunar New Year Football Cup, are going to be cancelled as health precautions. And as we've been hearing, a second uh, Hubei city, Huanguang, and others are being put on lockdown to help spread the control of the virus. Well, what do you make of the government measures here to handle the situation? Are you worried? What realistic precautions should we be taking over the holiday? And what do you make of what's going on on the mainland? Let us know your thoughts. You can call us on 233-88266. You can email backchat at rthk.hk or you can leave a message on our Facebook page. That's backchat on RTHK Radio 3 and we'll read out what you write, although we may edit for time. And after 9.20, we're talking about uh, rocket science for a change. And the news China is about to uh, launch is in the process of uh, putting together a new space station module for uh, 2020. And we'll be talking to our space analyst um, about that. Uh, before we get to the issue of the uh, virus, uh, some uh, emails on uh, other topics. Uh, Philip, first of all, this is Philip C. Uh, relating to our discussion about uh, global warming. Uh, Philip C. says, Mother Nature will find her own way. We are all just guests on this planet and along for the ride. What happens if this coronavirus manages to kill a quarter of the world's population? Hasn't the world population and global warming problem just been resolved? Uh, food for thought. Speaking of which, may I have my steak and egg sandwich for breakfast, please? That comes uh, from uh, Philip. Uh, and uh, a couple more uh, emails. Uh, first of all, this is from uh, Phil B., uh, who says, uh, I would like to commend Danny for his efforts to critically question the organiser of the Mongkok rally this morning on the Hong Kong Today programme. The rally organiser openly admitted that violence would probably occur and when pressed by Danny, he was unable to offer an educated answer. Let's hope the rally does not go ahead as the objective is clearly violence. Surely it's time for people to be happy and spend time with their families. Also with the coronavirus issue, uh, it's sensible to avoid large gatherings. The organisers of the rally have clearly not thought that out Actions through Hong Kong people are now fed up with these violent rallies and marches. That comes uh, from. I don't Philby. think that was actually me, Hugh, was it? No, it was me, Danny. <laughs> we must sound so alike. <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, Peter uh, in the pieces, Peter M. 
says one of the guests in the program yesterday were praising China for its speedy and resolute action to deal with the Wuhan virus. But have they shut the stable door after the horses bolted? It's very clear there were many more cases occurring than were initially being reported. Uh, it was not until overseas medical teams estimated that there were likely to be well over a thousand cases in China that the Chinese government suddenly increased the number of reported cases, including cases outside of Wuhan. There are now some cases appearing around the world, and many people will have already travelled outside Wuhan and other cities before the travel restrictions came into effect. Fortunately, this virus does not seem to be as virulent as SARS, but nevertheless, we can only hope that the strong action being taken now proves to be sufficient to stop a major outbreak of the disease internationally. China needs to learn the lessons of this episode and not ignore or suppress the early signs of a novel viruses taking hold in the community. Meanwhile, what's the logic of Hong Kong cancelling the New Year Fair and football match to discourage crowds from gathering while still going ahead with the horse racing? Is Hong Kong really playing its part in containing this virus? That question from uh, Peter M. Once again, uh, if you want to put a question, uh, email back to rthk.hk or give us a now we're joined by Dr. Arasina Ma. Dr. Ma is uh, president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Now there are a lot of worried people in Hong Kong. I mean, face masks are out of stock um, around town. Um, people are worried about going to, going out. I, I guess we'll see a lot of cancellations of um, mm-hmm. uh, family dinners tonight, restaurant bookings tonight. Um, w- what's your advice to our listeners? How worried should people be? Um, because uh, currently uh, we are at the risk of a uh, community outbreak of the new coronavirus pneumonia in Hong Kong. So I think um, controlling uh, those uh, mass gathering or some social activity is essential, especially if you are someone coming back from China or you are, you are the one who is sick. It's better you uh, keep yourself um, isolated. Uh, because you are not sure whether, because um, the, the early symptoms of the uh, new uh, pneumonia disease actually is uh, quite similar to common flu or cold. So it's difficult to differentiate at the early period of time. Um, and I also think that wearing masks in those uh, public tra- uh, area and also um, doing a hand washing or hand rub procedure is uh, essential. Which is more important, actually, wearing the mask or, or hand? I'm, I'm sure you'll say both, but um, we see yes, uh, we yes. see a lot of um, uh, stories from experts saying that masks don't actually offer complete protection. Um, actually, wearing masks is very important. First of all, you are, if you are the one who are sick, you should wearing it because you could prevent spreading your uh, virus around to the uh, to the others in uh, uh, in the common area. Uh, if you are, even if you are well, because we are not sure uh, whether there is any, uh, we call it a silent or secret uh, carrier of the virus. So uh, wearing masks uh, uh, most of the time in those com- public areas uh, can help you to prevent uh, get those virus uh, get those virus. And hand rubbing or hand washing is also very important because from uh, our experience and during from SARS, actually those coronavirus gates, they can uh, stay in the envi- uh, environment uh, for quite a long time. Maybe um, someone um, uh, uh, spread the virus on the table or the hand wells and so on. If you touch those uh, hand wells or tables, you get the virus on your hand and later you touch your face or touch your nose or mouth, you can also get infected. So I think I would like to recommend uh, our citizens uh, do wash your hands or do rub your hands with uh, alcohol rub before you touching your face or eat and so on. 
And you were earlier on, you were saying avoid ga- avoid gatherings. But I mean, Chinese New Year is a time for people, families gathering together, and even um, distant relatives, maybe someone who come back from China. Are you saying people should cancel Chinese New Year family gatherings? Um, I think it depends on the uh, situation. For example, if the family got someone who are uh, sick, um, so maybe um, the, your sick relative should, uh, should consider uh, staying home, uh, safe, and take rest. If um, your family are gathering from different parts of mainland, especially some from the uh, area who uh, have uh, uh, the, the disease, so I think uh, if you carry on the uh, gathering activities, it may be uh, reasonable to consider wearing masks and so on, take those measures. Okay, now how about the Hong Kong Public Health System? You, you, you're president of Hong Kong Public Health Public Doctors Association. Uh, we, mm-hmm. the, the public, uh, the public hospitals always struggle, uh, even in normal circumstances, mm-hmm. with the number of people. But we are surely going to see a huge increase in the number of people going to public mm-hmm. hosp- the emergency wards over over the holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, actually, uh, even without the epidemic. Um, New, around the New Year holiday uh, or just after the New Year holiday, you, it is always the busiest season uh, of the emergency room of the year. Um, also, now we are in the flu uh, surge, uh, the increasing number of flu patients. Um, uh, for, I'll be honest, I also worry this condition much. Uh, I hope that um, the hospital authority or the government will make the decision quickly whether they will start the uh, a specific uh, fever clinic soon. Um, if they start those clinics, some people who have the uh, travel history of mild feverous illness, they may go to that uh, designated fever clinic instead or rush into the emergency room. But do you have enough staff for those clinics? Uh, actually, those clinics, uh, 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 they have planned uh, before. They will uh, the um, the staff who are working in the outpatient department and also some staff from the Department of Health will run those clinics. Uh, so uh, they they are not the usual staff that are working in the uh, inpatient facilities like emergency room or the medical department. Is, is there a phenomenon where people are are, are scared to go to the doctors though? Um, because they uh, think, well, I've just maybe I've got a slight cold or something, and if I go along, they're going to panic and they're going to put me in isolation. They're going to stick me away in Saigon or something. Does it? Is there a danger of people being scared off actually um, seeking actually, medical help? Uh, measures have very clear indication. We only uh, implement the isolation if you uh, fall into the criteria, for example, the travel history, you have traveled to the Hubei uh, provinces or uh, visited any uh, hospital in mainland recently, and then uh, the, for the symptoms, right, you, uh, you, if you got those travel history, also the symptoms of either fever, uh, the respiratory tract infection sign, or pneumonia changes, and you will be you will be asked to be isolated. Uh, however, if you just are staying in Hong Kong without contact with any one of those confirmed cases, you will not be asked uh, to, or um, asked to be isolated in some uh, special area. So I think the general public should not be panicked and not seeking for medical help because even flu a condition can go worse quickly. 
Uh, you, you know, with things like handrails and uh, lift buttons, uh, things that you might be touching that a lot of other people have have touched in general. So, would your advice be that you, you that to do that, but sort of when you when you get off the MTR, when you get to your home or office or something, that then you would use a disinfectant for your for your hands? Yes. I think、uh, it is sensible to、uh, always bring a small hand rub, alcohol hand rub, with you.、Um, especially if you find that you may difficult to find a, a toilet or soup to wash your hand, use the alcohol hand rub properly. Can also disinfect your hand、uh, efficiently. Which is better? Um, actually, if you got、uh, the facilities to、uh, water and soap,、uh, water, uh, uh, washing with soap and water is、uh, actually better. But hand rub is also acceptable. But the hand rub must be with the alcohol. Coming back to the issue of people going to public hospitals, some people would say actually that the most dangerous place in Hong Kong right now is the is the waiting room of a public hospital. You're more、um, likely to pick up an infection there than anywhere else in the community. Um, actually, um,、uh, I think in the public hospital we do、uh, we do take measures to prevent the cross infection between the infected and non-infected people. For example, we have special triage area and special ward for to, uh, uh, handle those、uh, infected people. So I hope that the general public don't will not be scared by that. But the problem is, if you go to a public hospital to be checked on whether you're sick, even if you're not sick, and until you've been checked by the doctor, you have to sit in the infected area, don't you?、Um, actually,、uh, I think maybe we take it this way: if you just have very minor symptom, you don't have special travel history.、Uh, I think it is sensible that you just visit your general practitioner uh, uh, rather than go to the hospital. However, if you are really sick and also you got the specific travel history. I would advise you to go to the public hospital. Now we are all very alarmed about this in Hong Kong and, of course, in in China. But yet last night, the World Health Organization said this was not a global health emergency. Do you do you think they made a mistake?、Um, actually, um, I also are so concerned about the decision. But I hope that they will revise、uh, the review the situation time to time. Maybe they they will change the decision later after they get more data from the mainland government. I mean, we're we're being very cautious here in Hong Kong, but、uh, is it possible that we are now exaggerating the danger of this coronavirus? It, it is not is not the same as SARS, is it? Right? It, it's、uh, actually, I, I I don't think we do exaggerate. We we exaggerate the severity of the disease. According to those clinical informations,、uh, those we get from the mainland side, actually the severity may be quite similar to SARS. But actually, we do need more data. But so far, almost all the people who have died are elderly people who had other medical complications. Whereas the、um, SARS, were- actually, they are.、Uh, they start to have some cases、uh, who are not that out,、uh, uh, not that old, and who have no comorbidities also have very severe disease. So we need to wait and see. And also, it's still very unclear how it is spreading from from person to person, right? Whether it's just、uh, actually the,、uh, the spread from person to person, I think is clear, but but they may be not very very efficient, but they do have person to person spread. But do we think it's being spread person to person just by droplets?、Uh, in, is, in, at this moment, we still think that it is by droplets. In that case, it is very it, it is very easy to pass from person to person yes, if that if、right. that's the case. Yes, <laughs> How do you think our knowledge, our actions, our preparedness、uh, now in 2020 compares to what happened with、uh, with SARS in 
I think we are much a bit more well prepared this time with all the knowledge and equipment. But however, the government should take more um, public health control measures. I think that's not enough yet. What what extra measures would you suggest? I think the public education uh, and also the tighten surveillance over a different uh, border points. Well, okay, what sort of what sort of surveillance would you like to see? Uh, the forums, uh, I think uh, much, 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 wor- much uh, what worries me is actually other uh, land uh, uh, border points, for example, the Lohu, the Notma Chow, those uh, border points, because um, they, I expect that some uh, mainland traveller will in- enter Hong Kong through those border points. Uh, I think there is uh, screening for uh, people with high temperature there, aren't there? Uh, yes, but actually, they don't because the border over that area is not uh, is very busy. I'm not sure whether they will track every single person. I hope that um, maybe the mainland of uh, the mainland official over the border will also uh, uh, consider checking the temperatures of the passengers before they let them get on the transportation. It may be the better way for both sides to check it, and uh, uh, it will also uh, less easy to miss some uh, fever cases. Would it, would it be feasible to simply close the border? The um, honest, um, the situation in Hong Kong uh, or in Hong Kong is a bit um, uh, complicated and controversial. We have a very um, uh, frequent communication or transporting between the two borders. I think asking to close the border at this uh, at this time is is a bit too early to say. But we do need to have a tightened surveillance. What, what's your take on, on the mainland uh, measures? Um, this seems to be pretty unprecedented or in, in uh, almost unprecedented in public health terms, sealing off cities like this in, in this way, blocking all, all, all transit apparently uh, out and even public transport within the, the cities. Uh, do you think this makes sense from a public health perspective? Actually, I think uh, if the situation there are so severe, I think it do make sense. Uh, but I hope that it, they, they take the action earlier. Maybe now it's a bit too late because they have already many Wuhan people uh, go, travel somewhere else already. But you know there there are a lot of medical experts in the world who argue that um, quarantine is actually not a good way of dealing with diseases. There's a lot of controversy in medical circles about this. I think uh, for very unknown and contagious diseases, uh, uh, quarantine is still an effective measure. Of course, after we know more about the diseases, we can make a, 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 a more uh, considerate uh, or a, a decision. But at this stage, quarantine may be the only action we can do. Uh, in another echo uh, of SARS, it's now being reported that uh, medical staff are being af- affected at a much face, uh, faster pace than uh, original claims. And it seems that medical staff, as I say, as in so- the case of SARS uh, in Hong Kong, are, are uh, very sadly in, in, in the front line. Uh, you know, how do your colleagues feel about that? Um, I think... Um uh, our colleagues do measures or uh, working in the uh, 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 the dirty area, the deployment and so on. Uh, but uh, uh, we we do prepare to work hard for our citizens, for our healthcare system. But we also hope that our government can do their job better. I mean, have you considered, uh, you know, having clean teams and so on, keeping people who have uh, worked in the hospitals away from other people and so on? 
do have the measures to a separate staff who work for the uh, uh, infected people uh, from those who are working for the um, normal and non-infected patients. So you are separating them already? Yes. Yes. We, we, if we, uh, yes, we were going to separate those uh, staff who de- are designated to work for those uh, infected new pneumonia patients. And, and will they be staying away from their family and so on? Yes. They be- um, yes. They, some of them will consider these measures, and I we urge the hospital authority to provide the facilities for them to stay outside home. Do you think it's time for uh, different services in the community, even private businesses, to um, uh, start designating clean teams and having um, off-site teams so that if there's an infection in an office that... Um, um, are, are th- whether, well, I think uh, this, uh, this is um, maybe it's now still a bit early to say. Let's see whether uh, the condition next week, uh, um, if there more, uh, is a definite community outbreak in Hong Kong and large number of uh, confirmed cases, it may, we may need to... To consider it, but I think it's a bit too early to say that uh, in the private sector at this stage. And some schools will be going back next week, and all, of course, all schools or all, all schools will be going back uh, one one week later. Is it a good idea for schools to resume? Um, if the, we have more and more cases next week, it's maybe good to postpone the uh, starting of the school. Okay. Now, we, we're talking about all the um, very alarmist scenarios here, which may happen. Is, is, it, also possible, is it possible that um, what has already been done will be enough to contain it? Is it possible there won't be a community outbreak? Um, I, I be honest, I'm not that confident that we can contain the disease and stop the community outbreak. Uh, I think the risk is high. Do you think the risk is very high that there will be a community outbreak? And so... Uh, Quite, quite likely, but let's see the condition. I don't think we can contain all the cases because there must be some cases in Kongzhou and Samchan area will enter Hong Kong as well. Um, my reading of what happened, my memory of what happened with SARS was that the um, the public health measures were effective um, in the end, that uh, hand washing, cutting down on sort of con- mm-hmm. contact and so on did kind of win the battle uh, in the end and you had a large number of reductions in the cases of ordinary flu at the same time because the usual, the usual vectors were, were, were knocked out and you didn't get the kind of transmission. Um, you know, does that mean that you, you can beat a disease like that if you do but, wash uh, hands we, and so on? We, we, don't, we do have immunisation, vaccine for flu, but however, for this virus, we don't have the vaccination. Vaccination is a very important measure to uh, stop the outbreak. But but if you do wash your hands, if you do stay away from crowded areas, but you, we 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 know that not uh, not all the citizens will take these measures. For all those measures to get uh, to be effective, you need to have seven to eighty percent of our citizens to take all those measures uh, 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 correctly. So um, without the vaccine, uh, the risk of community outbreak is quite high, is still high from, from in my point of view. From my point of view. And again, are old people and the young uh, much more vulnerable? Are they much more likely to uh, actually, to contract uh, from, it to suffer from, from the it? Clinical, from now, what's the clinical pictures? The elderly uh, who has uh, long-term comorbidities are more dangerous. Okay, more. So, so yeah, so it's likely to affect them greater. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to have uh, a more severe disease and higher mortality. Mm. Uh, and children as well. Would they be uh, children, we, uh, we don't have many data from the children yet. 
Okay. Um, one more question on Chinese New Year. I, it is traditional to go to the flower markets tonight, isn't it? And you would normally see uh, very large crowds in... Um, I, course... I doubt if we will see a large crowd uh, in the flower market tonight because uh, uh, as the government has changed, uh, has cut the store, uh, store that, uh, selling uh, other kinds of decorations and so on, the flower market look quite quiet uh, in recent few days. But I, if, uh, I do um, advise not to rush and crowd it in the flower market because if it's overcrowded, it's also a high-risk every area for, to get cold, flu or other disease. Should the government close the flower markets? Uh, I, I think uh, I would not advise that, but do, if you do go, go at different time and wear your mask. Okay, but it's almost a tradition for, for Hong Kong people to go in the evening um, just before Lunar New Year. I think maybe now is the time for us to pay more attention to the public uh, healthcare control measures and maybe um, try to change some of our tradition at this critical t- moment of time. What, what sort of tradition are you talking about? You mean uh, I mean assembly? going uh, crowding at the flower market in the, uh, in the mm. evening tonight. Are we lucky, actually? Many many events over New Year have already been cancelled by the government because they're scared of the protests. So the protesters have helped uh, reduce public gatherings and reduce the, um, the, the risk of infection. Uh, I think now you cannot blame the condition to the protest. But now the opposite, we... the protesters, because of the protests, the government already cancelled things like the New Year parade. So we already have many public gatherings will not take place because of the protests. Now we also should avoid some of the gathering because of the disease. Okay, so those remaining gatherings we should avoid. Mm, um, I think now we don't. Um, I think uh, we, we, we uh, as far as I know, we don't have many uh, uh, public gatherings uh, 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 events going on. But uh, I'm not sure whether there is some going on. But I think um, at this moment, cut, uh, cutting the carnival uh, is the right measure. Okay. Well, Dr. Ma, thank you very much indeed for answering all our questions. Uh, Arasina Ma there, President of the Hong Kong Public uh, Doctors' uh, Association. Uh, Many thanks to her. And uh, we will continue talking about the China angle uh, with uh, Mark O'Neill after the news uh, at nine. Drop us a line, backchat.rthk.hk. We're going to be talking about plans for a new space station. And the weather, mainly cloudy with fog and a few rain patches. Temperatures uh, today up to about 24 degrees. And the outlook, windy with a few rain patches uh, tomorrow becoming cruel appreciably with occasional rain on the second day. 22 degrees now, humidity is at 89%. Application. They're not required on any forms to say whether they're pregnant and visas can be valid for up to 10 years, so the impact may be small. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is uh, Back Chat. We're continuing to talk about uh, the virus and uh, public health situation uh, here in Hong Kong and uh, in the mainland as well as, as around the world. We were joined by Arasina Ma from the Public Doctors Association for the first part of the programme. Uh, joining us now, Mark O'Neill, author and uh, China analyst. And uh, later, we're also going to be uh, finishing off the uh, lunar year uh, with a little chat about her plans for a new space station to be launched uh, by China Elements uh, coming up this year. Uh, if you want to contribute, please uh, call us, 233-88266. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can email backchat at 
rthk.hk we'll read out your messages uh, or you can go to our Facebook page that's Backchat and RTHK Radio 3 and again we'll share those uh, with Hong Kong uh, uh, from uh, Thomas sorry I was a bit too late to put to uh, Dr Ma but t- Thomas's questions are uh, infected and supposedly uninfected infected persons may carry the virus for some time but systems have not yet appeared uh, symptoms I think he means have not yet appeared uh, what about the incubation time uh, it should be of importance if so what action can be taken and uh, Hugh says instead of always panicking the public with too late measures why isn't the motherland trying to modify a food culture that has mutated to a point that is extremely disconcerting education coupled with the severe measures that only the motherland can enforce can do much to prevent such uh, medical calamities and uh, just related to an uh, earlier issue, Phil B says, uh, my apologies to Danny. Well done, Hugh. Good objective questioning, says Phil B, who thinks it's objective if he agrees with it. OK, um, uh, Mark O'Neill, author and China analyst, joins us. Good, good morning, Mark. Good morning. OK, so Xi Jinping was uh, banqueting in uh, Beijing la- uh, last night, and um, uh, they not mentioning this at all. And in, meanwhile, in central China, what, uh, 20 million people are now under lockdown? What, what, what do you make of this? Well, I, I think uh, the issue we, we should discuss this morning is this question of transparency and when information was uh, shown to the public. I think that's the key issue now. I mean, on Monday, uh, Xi Jinping made the big speech about the virus, and since then, the state apparatus has operated at full efficiency and the lockdown of these three cities is the most dramatic uh, sign of it. But it was December 31st when the state media reported the first 27 cases of an unknown type of pneumonia. The, this uh, food market was closed the next day and over the next week uh, dozens of infections were Uh, found in the city and it was believed it was a virus similar to that of SARS. But the information remained only within the system. And for example, the Wuhan Evening News, which is the main uh, newspaper in the city, it didn't uh, report this outbreak on the front page for for two weeks until uh, January the 19th. Now, I, I think there are several reasons for this. One is Everybody knows the New Year holiday is coming up. It's the happiest time of the year. Um, Tens of millions of people move around. So any city government doesn't want to do something which will affect this this very happy event. The second reason is, I think, in in the Chinese political culture now, it's very highly centralized. Um, Officials, even at the provincial city level, are afraid to announce anything very important. So the the safest thing to do is to report what you have, send the information to Beijing, and wait until Beijing tells you what to do. So I suspect that in that two-week period, this is what happened. And the third thing that happened was uh, there were major annual meetings between the 7th and the 17th of, of January in Wuhan, all the top officials of Wuhan and Hubei province attended these meetings. And again, I think the city government didn't want to do anything which would affect these meetings. So we, we have a period of about two weeks when the, the authorities know uh, that there is this potential crisis, but it's not announced to the public. 
Okay, and um, should we now expect some uh, Wuhan officials to be fired? I, you're not saying they were necessarily responsible, but isn't that the way it normally works in China, that you, know, you, you fire one or two provincial officials and make them scapegoats? Yes, uh, yeah, I'm sure the, the Wuhan mayor will be fired. I'm sure the Wuhan party chief will be fired. But this question who, of who's responsible is a very pertinent one because, um, uh, you know, what are these officials supposed to do? As you know, the media in China is very tightly controlled. Anything relating to a serious crisis, anything that would affect social stability, remember social stability is the number one objective. So anything that would cause a disturbance to social stability is the most sensitive subject. So in a sense, these officials are acting completely logically within the system. Because if you announce that there is a serious virus, it's potentially like SARS, it could have nationwide impact. I mean, that's going to cause a panic across China. So, of course, the, the city officials don't dare to do that. Uh, the second thing is that, um, you know, there's now very little space for non-official um, media or comment or, 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 or uh, uh, well, the kind of thing, the kind of interview you've just done. Um, you know, uh, the Wuhan radio would not be able to invite uh, a doctor onto the radio uh, and have them talk about this without official approval from above. So uh, uh, people within the medical system would known would have known about this, but they weren't able to, to say it to the public. So um, I think that's another reason why it took so long. Uh, okay, here's an email from Derek. Derek, thank you very much. Derek says, Dear Bank Chat, I remember having a business trip to China in November 2002 when my wife told me to be careful because there were rumours of some strange sickness going around. It wasn't until March or April 2003 when alarms started officially being raised. Uh, events with the Wuhan virus seem to be happening much faster. It's been less than a month since the first reports of the virus, a few days ago when China told party officials that covering up the disease was bad, and now China quarantining several cities. I am nervous and will wear a mask in public. That comes uh, from Derek. Uh, any thoughts on that? Maybe this is, you know, that's right. There were rumours around for quite a long time, weren't there? I remember before SARS, and there was the vinegar, there was an you know, Guangdong was selling out of vinegar because people were using it for disinfectant or something, and that was going on for months before. So maybe things are a little bit, at least kind of more efficient now, the news is getting out a bit faster? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, we must say it's a great improvement from SARS. Mm. It is a great improvement from SARS. Uh, you know, um, Chinese cities, Chinese hospitals are prepared for this now. Mm. There's a whole apparatus in place, which has now been set in motion. Um uh, the lessons have been learned from SARS. I mean, it was a catastrophe for China, for Hong Kong, and for China's image in the world. Uh, I think another factor is uh, social media, too. Um, in 2002, social media was not uh, so common in China. But now, while the press, the media is controlled, social media is less controlled. So people are more able to go on social media and say what they saw and make comments and this puts pressure on the government to act more quickly. So, yes, we, we must uh, uh, praise the government for acting much more quickly than in SARS. The WHO has praised um, uh, China for its cooperation and sharing information. And the other thing is that in 2002, Chinese didn't travel very much abroad. 
But now they travel everywhere. Mm. So, you know, anything that happens in China now, it's not a China problem. It's a, it's a global problem. So China is much more aware of, of this and has to react much more quickly. And this week, actually, I was in Thailand. And I have to tell you, <laughs> most of the tourists were from mainland China. Many taxi drivers spoke Mandarin very well. And in the plane back yesterday, all the people from mainland China were all wearing face masks. So they were very, very much up to speed in what's going on. Mm. Uh, and, um, I mean, you were critical of the sort of the centralization for, for uh, leading to, you know, a, a cultural secrecy or so on, or caution. And, uh, but you could also argue, of course, that, that it's a centralization which allows an extraordinary measure like sealing off a whole city. Uh, only, uh, really, only a government like China's could, could get away with that, could do that, could even contemplate that. Oh, yes. <coughs> I mean, yeah, so, so after presidency's speech on Monday, which was, uh, you know, the, the emperor speaks, you know, everyone's got to react, then this apparatus uh, starts, and you're quite right, they have a system of control, um, you know, police, um, uh, armed police, uh, you know, uh, security apparatus of all sorts goes into motion and they can do things which are uh, impossible i would say maybe north korea maybe that's the one other country could do it can, can they get I away think with even it? russia i think russia now couldn't do it but can china get can you really lock down an area of 20 million people are we going to see riots in wuhan well um as i understand if you drive a car you can still leave. I think, no, I think that's been, there were some reports that that had been stopped as well. Oh, that's been stopped. Well, I mean, they're, they're conflicting reports, but there have been suggestions yesterday that they are, at first they were letting cars out, but then now they're turning, turning them back. But I mean, there's a more practical, I mean, people in a quarantine area, people get desperate, don't they? I mean. Well, that, that means I think they can only do it for a limited period because its, it's population is bigger than New York. So um, it needs, uh, you know, huge supplies of food, uh, essential materials, medicines, etc. So um, if you lock down a city for a week, these things are going to become in shortage. So, um, yes, I don't think they can do it for very long. And, yes, I'm sure the Wuhan people will become very, very um, unhappy. Yeah. OK, we have a caller. Uh, caller Mike, good morning. Are you on the line? Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, uh, you've, you've basically been talking political. I'm... I just wanted to touch on the medical. Some people had questions on how contagious you are. Usually one day before you feel symptoms, you're contagious. And uh, three to five days after you feel the symptoms, you are contagious. The virus, um, uh, a, a flu virus will have a um, um, uh, life period outside the body. Uh, it survives in the cold better than it survives in the warmth. That's so this is why in the wintertime you have more flus, because it will stay alive on a surface like stainless steel, hard plastics. It can stay alive um, for 24 hours, even longer. And so you've got a, a perfect setup like in the MTR, where everything's stainless steel. Uh, somebody sneezes and... Uh, puts their hand on an, on, on, on a stainless steel and the virus can stay longer. It usually doesn't stay in, in a warmth area or on, or on clothing or on tissues. It doesn't live that long, uh, uh, a few hours at the most, and 15 minutes, 20 minutes on your hand. 
so if people had questions about that, I just uh, nobody answered that. So okay, so information. We just we just say you you have a medical background. You're a, a dentist, is that right? Now no. now uh, I, I I talked to you. This I just I, sorry. I just want to establish your qualifications because if we're going to give out uh, medical uh, advice, yeah, uh, you understand. Uh, it's just uh, responsible family, for us to. My family are medical, all medical trained. Yeah, so and you, your, this, you, you yourself are medical trained. Yeah, so I get yeah. this. I get the information, and I talked to the team that actually investigated SARS, and something that it isn't really publicly known. But uh, what made SARS so uh, uh, traumatic was that it was it was treated wrongly. Uh, SARS was actually a two-stage virus. And uh, when it was treated with steroids on the first stage, that just exacerbated the problems on the second stage. And so if you look around the world where there were SARS in the United States and in Canada, and the death rate was much less. Because of, because of the way it was treated here. So uh, because it was, and I think that was the biggest lesson that we learned uh, in SARS is, uh, you know, you don't just, comp, you know, uh, uh, Comp blanchly uh, uh, treat a virus um, like uh, with steroids. Uh, so, uh, Tamiflu was the was what everyone was using, wasn't it? That's yeah, that's correct. Was that the second stage treatment? Uh, uh, well, that's Tamiflu is also controversial, yeah. but it's uh, uh, you know do your research. Probably the best thing to do, and and it was. The, the SARS and the flus, that affects your, that affects your lung. Anything mm. that is going to inhibit your lung function is actually going to be very det detrimental to uh, your survival. So don't smoke. Uh, you know, uh, get into fresh air. Uh, 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 you know, fresh air, fresh water, and, uh, you know, do healthy things. So, yeah. Always good advice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mike, thanks very much, and you Happy bet. New Year to you. Okay, uh, Mark O'Neill. Mm. Now, let's go back to the broad implications for China here. A lot of people are saying that um, Xi Jinping's put a lot of stock on China being a, a, a great power, but how can you be a great power when people are slaughtering monkeys in the middle of a seafood market and then, then it's um, covered up for weeks afterwards? I mean, how, how, how much damage do you think this is going to do to China's image? Well, I mean, for for Westerners, uh, yes, the practices in this market and the kind of animals that were sold there, uh, some of them live, um, yeah, I mean... It's and not just that it feels sort of disgusting, but the, the, health, the health risks. I mean, we know that um, uh, these viruses sp spread across some animals, don't they? Every time, whether it's Ebola or, or SARS, it's always coming from um, from from animals. Yes, and, and uh, I was reading an interview with Mr. Zhongshan, uh, uh, Zhongnanshan, who, uh, who was the hero of the SARS uh, crisis. And he said the cause of this might be a, a large form of um, rat. The Chinese name is bamboo rat, which is, has become a delicacy. It costs a thousand renminbi if you want a dish of it. And many farmers were breeding it in order to sell, and this might be where the, the virus came from. And, um, you know, some of the animals uh, on sale in this market are close to being protected species because people want to have uh, food that's uh, exotic, 
you know, they don't, don't want to have just pork and mutton. They want to have some new and expensive thing which other people don't have. So um, whilst this is widespread in China, yeah, I think for the outside world, it's a very unappealing aspect of uh, Chinese culture. And presumably this will now change. I mean, along with the firing of the Wuhan uh, party officials, that this market will be shut down forever. And do you, you, is it, you'll f- find stringent restrictions on this kind of thing in other, at least in other big cities in China going forward? Yes. Uh, I, uh, uh, one item was that the vendors at this market went there and queued up and were paid a lump sum of 10,000 renminbi sort of compensation because the, yeah, the market won't open again. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a very scary thing. And, and, and China's global reputation is is on the line here. I mean, if people go to more countries than there are now uh, and are quarantined and are put into hospital, become a burden on the public health systems of other countries, and China is seen as not able to con- control this, uh, you know, that's very bad for China. So... This is a national, an international crisis for China's reputation, as is, well as a, it, a domestic one. And is it personally embarrassing for Xi Jinping? Oh, indeed it is, yes, of course, because, you know, last year was a very bad year for him. I mean, you know, the wrong president won in Taiwan easily. We've had this unprecedented uh, protest here in Hong Kong. Uh, relations with the United States are getting worse and worse. We, we've got a war with the U.S. in trade, in currency, uh, high tech, uh, you know, across many fields, you know, and that's deteriorating. So, you know, he's failed in many areas. So he needs a success. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, this is a very serious threat for him now. Okay, okay. some uh, thoughts finally from from listeners uh, on this topic. Uh, Drake says on the topic of transparency, Professor Guan Yi, a top infectious disease expert at Hong Kong U, said the transmission of the coronavirus had entered its third wave and the situation was worse than officially reported. He said it's 10 times more serious than SARS from what he'd witnessed at Wuhan. He'd never feared the SARS epidemic, but this one scares him. He surrendered to the virus. There's nothing that he could contribute to Wuhan and return to Hong Kong and put himself in a voluntary five-day quarantine. Um, uh, thanks, Drake, uh, for that report. I think, I mean, um, you can follow up on those reports by that uh, academic Gua, Guan Yi. Uh, I think he was saying it could reach 10 times the scale of, of uh, SARS, uh, not necessarily that, that it would. Um, and a uh, comment from Joe Average, who says it's disgusting that Hong Kong has so much money and can't give away free face masks. It's disgusting that in Yunlong, many of the face masks are 500% more expensive. It's disgusting that the China Chinese can come over to Hong Kong buy suitcases of the masks and take it back to China and we are all sold out. As for the face mask rule, Carrie Lam is a joke. And uh, M says, Dear Backchat, I wonder how effective we'll be asking people to submit health declaration forms at border checkpoints. If someone is determined to Hong Kong, will he or she be honest about their health condition? I totally agree with Chief Secretary Matthew Chang's earlier comments that asking people to queue up and hand in their health declaration forms would increase chances for them to contract the virus. 
I recall my experience in Guangzhou Station in 2010, where I was trapped with a big crowd of other passengers in the waiting area indoors. I felt unwell during my ride back to Shenzhen. The next morning I was diagnosed with a very bad flu and the virus even went to my digestive system. My opinion is that asking people to go through hygiene departments, body temperature scanning counter is good enough. At least machines are more honest. That's uh, M's take. Thank you very much indeed for uh, uh, all, all those comments. And we wanted to turn uh, finally today and finally this uh, lunar year to uh, something, um, a bit something a little bit lighter, something a, a little bit different. Uh, the news that uh, China Aerospace and Technology uh, is beginning tests for launch of a space station uh, module on uh, Long March uh, 5B rocket, uh, pressing on with work for, for a permanent space station. Uh, Morris Jones uh, is with us once again, our space analyst. He's, he's based in Australia. Uh, Morris, good day to you. Thanks very much indeed for, for joining us. Good morning. Us. Good morning. Tell us, tell us about this plan for us for a space station. Is this new for a, a Chinese space station? Well, it's going to be China's uh, first big space station, but it's not really their first space station. They've already launched two mini space stations, which they call Tiangong 1 and Tiangong 2. And uh, at one point, they had two, uh, two astronauts live on Tiangong 2 for about a month. So they've already had a lot of dress rehearsals, but uh, this one... Uh, that China's planning to launch in the near future will be a, a fairly large space station with three modules and uh, a crew of three astronauts who will probably live on board for about six months at a time. Now, they've been locked out of the American space station, haven't they? So they, they have no choice. International but, uh, space station. International, uh, but yes. Before <laughs> <Yes>, uh, <laughs> I didn't yes, slip there because yes, the, the Americans the decided the Americans to keep them out. Were were completely objected to them taking part in the, into the International Space Station. Otherwise, there could have possibly been a, a Chinese module on that space station. So China really had no choice but to go their own way and uh, build a, an independent Chinese space station. Uh, and, of course, on the International Space Station, you have European elements, Japanese elements and Russian elements, and as well as the American. It's uh, very much an international project, mm. and it seems that almost anyone can get to the International Space Station uh, just as long as you're not Chinese. <laughs> everyone, everyone except the China. Yeah, and, and presumably um, the sort of the current situation, political and trade situation, is, is driving them further apart. There's, there's not likely to be any sharing of information or arrangements between uh, the US and China at the moment. Well, there's never been any really close cooperation between the USA and China in spaceflight. Uh, there have been some experiments and some scientific data shared, <clears throat> but uh, really it, it, never, it never amounted to much. And uh, I'd say in the, for the reasons you've outlined, uh, there'll be less of a, a very small situation in the, in the future. What will they be doing on the space station? Well, what, is there a practical point uh, these days to that sort of permanent... Uh, permanently manned space station? There are definitely practical benefits. And for one thing, uh, a space station like this one, will, uh, uh, like the International Space Station or the Chinese Space Station, will be a laboratory. There's no gravity on board the space station, so fluids and other uh, substances behave very differently. Uh, and this is proving uh, useful for anything from designing better, stronger materials to doing medical research and seeing how, how cells and uh, various uh, illnesses and, and pathogens uh, react to weightlessness. And so this has even influenced the design of vaccines on Earth. 
Uh, but the other experiment is the fact that China, uh, like everyone else, are learning how to keep astronauts alive and well in space for very long periods. And that's going to be very critical if we want to go back to the moon and set up a moon base or fly onwards to Mars and other destinations. So it's a stepping stone in terms of the human conquest of space. Could China overtake the West in terms of space exploration? Depending on, on how things go with, not just with spaceflight, but the whole geopolitical situation, uh, it could be an option because the Chinese space program is advancing at a very steady pace. Uh, they're, they're very coherent in terms of their long-term planning and their equipment seems to work very well. Uh, so, of, of, of course, anything can happen and probably will. It, it's very difficult to make long-term predictions. Uh, but I would say is that China is on course uh, to develop uh, an even stronger space program in the future than it has right now. Can you explain what's happening with NASA as well? Because people might have seen the SpaceX uh, test. What What's the situation now in, in the United States with the, their space program? Well, NASA is in a bit of a very confused state right now. Uh, they're, they're trying to get these new capsules to, to take over from the Russian Soyuz spacecraft uh, because right now NASA can't even launch astronauts on their own spacecraft. Uh, but they, they don't think that the International Space Station has a long-term future and there, there's talk of maybe going back to the moon with, with, with uh, a different sort of project. But the, the whole problem right now is that NASA is searching for meaning and searching for direction in terms of its long-term planning. And uh, Nobody really knows where they're going. Not even NASA seems to know where they're going in the long run right now. So they are sort of they 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 have that sort of uncertainty while the Chinese sort of forge ahead. Well, and and that's uh, a very key difference is that uh, the Chinese program moves at a slow but steady pace, uh, but they do seem to have a fairly coherent long-term plan, and they seem to be sticking to their plan. Uh, and that will also include uh, missions to the Moon and Mars uh, later this year, robot missions, no astronauts. But uh, they're working steadily on, on a number of different fronts. You know, is it feasible, is it practicable for NASA to rely on, on Elon Musk and, and uh, SpaceX? Well, Elon Musk and SpaceX uh, have done some incredible things. Uh, they're currently uh, a major supplier of cargo transport to the International Space Station. Um, but, of course, whether or not uh, they can do bigger and bolder things remains to be seen. Uh, Elon is currently working on a whole different sort of spaceship that he reckons could take people to the moon or onwards to Mars. Uh, he seems to be doing that at his own steam, but uh, it... it could be the case that he's bitten off more than he can chew. Only the future will tell. Uh, although, thinking back to the Apollo mission, uh, there were elements of that that were kind of contracted out, weren't there? The lunar module was built separately by Grumman. Yes, they, they, they had uh, contracts thrown to a number of different people. Uh, but the whole question is, is that the 60s are long gone and mm. we're dealing with a very different sort of economic environment, a different political environment and a different strategic environment. So uh, I don't think we'll, we'll see the sort of spirit of Apollo apply to the modern age. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, Morris Jones, thank you very much indeed for, for joining us, spelling out the situation, space analyst uh, based in Australia. And uh, last word from Drake uh, on, on an email uh, referring to uh, his earlier email and my comments, uh, says, uh, Guan Yi actually told mainland media that this epidemic is at least 10 times more serious than SARS. 
not could reach nor just reaching. He says the epidemic has totally lost control in Wuhan. And uh, Drake says multiple sources, including RTHK, reported the same. Drake, thank you very much indeed for that. Danny, thank you very much indeed. Kong Fa Choi, everyone. Kong Fa Choi. Yeah, we'll be back uh, uh, after the uh, new year on uh, Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday. Look forward to speaking to you all then. I think then we'll be looking ahead at the prospects for the year of the rat. It's not looking good, is it? It's not, is it? Yes. And anyway, we'll do what we can. Uh, looking ahead to the weather, uh, at least it's uh, that's not very good either. Uh, sunny intervals today, temperatures up to about 24 degrees, and then windy with a few rain patches at Lunar New Year's Day. Although that's kind of traditional, isn't it? It's it always gets cold of, over Chinese yeah, New Year. Cold, cold and windy is, is uh, quite common. Uh, cool appreciably with occasional rain again on the second day and uh, cold mornings for the third and fourth days of the Lunar New Year holidays. 22 degrees at the moment and the relative humidity is at 89%. Legal Aid ensures persons with reasonable grounds to pursue or defend legal actions in the courts of Hong Kong will not be denied access to justice due to a lack of means. Regardless of residence or nationality, any person who has passed the means test and the merits test is eligible for legal aid. The Legal Aid Department is a cornerstone of the rule of law in Hong Kong and ensures all are equal before the law. 9.33, the news now with Samantha Butter. Civic Party lawmaker Kwok Ka Kee says measures here to prevent the spread of the Wuhan virus are insufficient. Dr Kwok says passengers arriving at all checkpoints should be required to fill out health declaration forms, not just at the airport and the West Kowloon high-speed rail terminus. Severe travel restrictions have been imposed in more cities in Hubei province, which is at the centre of the outbreak. In all, more than 20 million residents have been urged not to travel. The U.S. government says it's introducing a rule to tackle birth tourism. The White House said some foreign women had been using visitor visas to secure automatic American citizenship for their children. And the Trump administration is removing pollution controls from more than half of U.S. wetlands and hundreds of thousands of small waterways. It says it's scrapping unnecessary regulations to help American farmers. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. It's time right now on Radio 3 to say good morning to Phil Whelan and his guests on The Morning Brew. Hello. Hello. How are you? You're not too bad at all. Good morning. Even the off-sporting. Hello. You never Facebook chat with me, Phil. Good morning. He's got the Tom and Jerry type vibes. It's a great experience if you just want to get a bit of zing. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. And a very good morning to you. Welcome to Friday. A few minutes today, I'm going to talk to uh, our mate Janice Jensen in the sunny Caribbean. The better late than never chat today. Pre-rat, of course. 1010, we're going to find out how they do Lunar New Year in South Carolina. We're going to welcome back Chef Wes Long, live from his kitchen at the Swanky Harbour Club in Charleston. And of course, after 12, we're off to the movies with James Marsh. Join him on Facebook Live. For this week's Hits and Misses, Morning Brew is, of course, the page. Hit me!